This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 81 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we share tips on dealing with dog fights. In Tigopedia, we offer the best suggestions for a healthy coat. In Critter Nutrition, we highlight the benefits of spirulina. And in Coffee Clutch, we share what our horse's favorite TV show would be. Listen in. You're coming to Wellington. I am coming to Wellington. I am very excited. And you're coming for uh, not only to see your daughter, but for a very important event. I am. Wellington's Be- social schedule. Right, because you need an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and who be a better ass than I? Assistant. <laughs> But it's for so, a good cause, right? It, yeah. It, this is the Challenge of the Americas. This is a Grand Prix quadrille competition, and it raises money for breast cancer research. 100% of the money raised goes to breast cancer research. Which is awesome. So it's awesome. And the great part is, is that for the first time, healthy critters, being at least two-thirds of it, being Patty and, and myself, we are actually doing a little demo. <laughs> yep, <laughs> down, center down, stage. Yeah. yeah. Can't uh, wait for that. <laughs> a demonstration of dressage movements. So that will be a hoot. It it the Challenge of the Americas is you can watch it live online. Just go to challengeoftheamericas.com, there'll be a link. And yeah, it's a really fun night and each qu- Grand Prix quadrille is unique and different. They all use different music, and their choreography is different, and it's great variety. It's just so much fun. It's just fun. It is fun. It's the time when the dressage community lets its hair down and actually screams and yells and claps in the middle of a performance. Yes. Normally, if somebody's riding a freestyle, you can hear a pin drop, but um, not during a quadrille. So I'm really excited that... Patty's going to be there and that, you know, we're Healthy Critters is supporting this very important. Yeah, and it's our first year doing that, right? It is. And that's going to be exciting. Hopefully it won't be our last. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully won't we, you know, Tigger, maybe we should have told people that we were Healthy Critters and then we wouldn't have gotten kicked out. You know, you never know. let's, Let's just put that on hold and see what happens. Well, we have an, a really interesting show today, starting with the difficult aspect of what to do in a dog fight. So mm. let's get to it because there are there were there have been a lot of dog fights in Wellington. Ooh, okay. Well, let's figure this out. Okay, today our roundtable is tips on what to do in a dog fight, and the reason I thought this was important to bring up is. Three incidents in the last two weeks. Oh, boy. Um, a very good friend of mine who is a massage therapist for horses up in Ocala um, 
was invited by friends to bring her little Jack Russell over for, you know, dinner. And they were sitting out on the porch and their friends rented this house. So they're sitting out on the porch and the dogs are moving around and the owner of the rental, his pit bull, comes up, comes on the porch, attacks the little Jack Mm. Russell. And my friend, in getting the Jack Russell away from the pit bull, got bit. Mm. And she got bit on the hand, which, of course, if you're a massage therapist, is critical. Yeah. Um, There is nerve damage. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a very serious bite. I I can't remember how many stitches. Oh, her heart. I know. So when she got back from the emergency room, she turned on the TV and up in Gainesville. So Gainesville is what, 45 minutes from Ocala? An hour? Yeah, probably. Okay. And a woman was walking her two dogs, attacked by a pit bull that was loose, killed one of the dogs, bit oh, the woman. No. She's in the hospital. So yesterday, I'm at the Wellington Dog Park, and I walk in with my two dogs, and all of a sudden, they're... You know when a dog screams, and it was this horrible, wailing, piercing, screaming. Yeah. And then you could hear the people, you know, panicking and yelling and this screaming dog. And it went on, you know, it, it when you hear a dog fight, and, and I could see it across the way, it, it, it's... It seems like it goes on forever. Oh, yeah, because you just, yeah. And finally, they got the pit bull, pit bull off this Labrador. A Labrador. I mean, that's a big dog. And thank God it was an older dog with a lot of fur. Not only a lot of fur, but a lot of fat around the neck. You know, they're, they're a lot of skin. Right. And so all he had was a puncture, but he was an older dog and he was in shock. And oh, I bet. So the person who owns the pit bull has the pit bull on a leash and is walking the pit bull and yelling at people. Oh, they were just playing and, and in a very aggressive and I mean aggressive tone. And the guy walks by me with his pit bull and they've divided the large dog park. And so on the other side, another man says, you know, get get that pit bull out of there. I'm on the phone calling 911. And they patched me through to animal control and they said, you know, get the phone, uh, the license plate. So I'm following this guy and his pit bull and he's enraged, right? And oh, I'm yeah, thinking, great fun. This is yeah. probably the stupidest thing I've ever yeah. done, or it's the bravest. Yeah, yeah. But I thought if I had the policeman on the phone with me, I'm if he slugs me or hurts me, you know, at least we have it on the call, right? Right, yeah, because <laughs> that's going to make it feel better. <laughs> well, then I take a picture of the, the driver's license. The guy throws his dog in, in the car, turns around, and the and the policeman on the phone is saying, what is his name? And I said, what is your name? And that guy got so in my face. And, and 
When I say anger, his eyes were red and bulging. And it's all that testosterone just raging out of this man. And I couldn't believe. Normally, I would be a shaking, sobbing, you know, I would like run. I would, you know, I just, I don't like confrontation like that. But for some reason, I was able to just stand there very calmly and, you know, ask for his name. And then he yelled at me. And I said, they're just at, you know, anyway, the police came and the man was still so out of his mind, irate and angry. And I thought, it's no wonder that pit bull attacked. Yeah. Yeah, because that kind of energy is going to feed that. So the reason I wanted to to bring this up is there were several, several things with my friend. First of all, she didn't report it to the police until I harangued her and said, you've got to fill out a police report. Well, especially if it's the, the guy who rents her the house. No, it doesn't. It's not the guy who rents her the house. It's these friends that she went to have dinner with. Oh, they're oh, the ones. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, gotcha. Okay. okay. So I said, you've got to have a police report. And so the next day, the police came to the police report, went and took the dog and put it in, I guess in Florida, it has to be in quarantine for 14 days or 15 days. She, I said, now you've got to contact the owner and present him with the bills. Yeah. And she did and there's been no response i said okay now what you have to do is go to small claims court mm-hmm. and it's it'll cost you 25 dollars file a, a small claims court against him and you might get called on judge judy because that's where they pull their <laughs> the people yeah. to appear in her court but she said well i have i have blue cross and it's covering i said that's not the point he is responsible yeah. For your dog's bills and your bills. And if you, you lose the use of your hand, you are really in serious. You mm-hmm. have a serious problem. At the dog park, nobody thought to pull out their phone and call animal control. Mm. And it ama- because everybody was in such a panic. And that's another thing to be really mindful of if there's a dog fight. The more the humans get amped up, the right. worse the fight gets. That's because, yeah, that's one of the big things is they try, they say try to stay calm. Which is hard to do. Yeah, it is very hard I mean, to do. It's really hard to do. And 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 the wails of a dog being attacked, it, it's, it's, it's just heart-wrenching. And the woman who owned the lab tried to beat the, the mm-hmm. pit bull off with a leash, mm-hmm. her dog's leash. Yep. And so that enraged the owner of the pit bull, but he couldn't pull the dog off. It was an unneutered year and a half old pit bull and big, big yeah. dude. Who's now screwed for life that that happened. Yeah. Because he's going to think he can do it. Yes, exactly. And he's upset that his dog was hit. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. You, you've just got to be kidding me. So it's really important if there is a dog fight. Uh, unfortunately, my friend in rescuing her dog ended up getting bit. And that often is what happens, mm-hmm. particularly with, I will say, an aggressive breed like a pit who gets they get locked on something and their well, bond they're bred to do. Okay. I mean, they're, exactly. they're bred to do that. That's the thing that that makes it so difficult. Yeah. So well, staying calm and 
doing whatever you can to redirect the attacking dog. Well, one of the things that, that you know, I had always been told, and um, I did a little research when we, we were going to talk about this. I was always told, get water on the dog, spray a hose. I mean, and that's not always the thing that you can do. Yeah, at a dog park, you can't do yeah, that. Right, but you can bring a spray bottle because dog fights generally don't last long. They have a kerfuffle and they'll, they, they sort of stop, especially. I would the, say that is true. In most with, cases. With a non-pit bull. But yeah. they get on things and well, that's, that's it. yeah. And again, that's a that's a, a kind of a different scenario. But one other thing that you can do, not that this would make any sense in the in the summer, is that if you throw a blanket over them, because it disorients both the dogs. Uh, and you know that that again, most people aren't. But you could bring a towel or something because that helps just get them off enough so the people can get in. Yeah. Or you know you know. But you know it's it's hard to think about going to the dog park in preparation to not get in a dog fight. Right. Know? Right. I mean, you think of a dog park as not being necessarily safe, but, right. but still really, I, I think one of the things that's so difficult about dog parks is there are people that go there that are very responsible owners. There are people that go there that are not. Yep. And true that. And you um, can't go there expecting Correct. That every dog is going to get along and it's going to be happy. And I've seen fights in this dog park before, but they're quick sort of, and then it's over. But this was prolonged. Oh, I bet it was horrible. It was horrible. So, and then when the humans start screaming and yelling, then that, that just amps the attack. Yeah. So, you know, the tips are if, if your dog is in a dog fight, if you manage to break it up, if you do get injured, get to the hospital, get documentation, call the yeah. police because dog owners are responsible and yeah. an attacking dog that bites you, that owner is responsible, period. Amen. Yeah. Boy, that must have been scary. But, you know, it, I think you can go into these situations with some tools, albeit hard to think about stuff like that. But, you know, I've also read that trying to make sharp noises, you know, quick, like sharp, do you know what I mean? Like a clapping noise or something to try to get the dogs off. It's just so scary. It's just, it. you know, I keep thinking every time, you, you know, I'm just like, oh, what would I do? And it's just, you, yeah, exactly. you want to panic. You just want to panic. Yes, absolutely. You know? And all I could think of when that pit bull and his owner, in, who is enraged, I mean enraged, walked by me, and there's a little Wookie. And I thought, oh, uh, my God, what would I do if he went after her? I just, I, I, I don't know that I would have the presence of mind to call animal control. I would be trying to get my dog away from being killed right. or maimed. So, and, and this is not an attack on pit bulls. No, 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 no. Um, there are certainly a lot of nice, well-mannered, great family dog pit bulls in the world. But there are also a whole bunch that belong to the wrong kind of owner. And that's, I think, a huge part of it. Yeah. Is that they're the wrong owners. Yes, yes. So if you have some tips on what to do to break up fighting dogs or you've been in and had to break up a dog fight, you know, let us know on HealthyCritters.com and keep your dogs safe. Amen.
I get to be here today, Hedwig. How are you? I'm fine, thank you so much for inquiring. <laughs> you're 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 such a you're such a caring Pomeranian, Hedwig. We have an important question for you this afternoon. And honest to Don't you want to know how my campaign is going? Well, we're going to oh. get to that, but we we want to do our question first so that you can you can do the campaign update after. This is extremely important because we know that Hedwig as a Pomeranian the breed of dog with the most spectacularly amazing, wonderful hair coat in the dog universe. We want your opinion on what breed has the second most amazing, spectacular hair coat in the dog universe. The Keyshawn. Really? Oh, oh, oh do that's tell. interesting. They have a very beautiful suit and very scouty and very puffy. When it's humid, they go to twice their normal weight. This is fascinating. If you run into a Keyshawn, you don't actually run into the Keyshawn. You run into their suit. I grew up with Keyshawns. My mother showed and bred Keyshawns. This might be why you're acceptable. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were calling your siblings a Keyshawn, I don't think that's appropriate, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw where that went. So <laughs> I don't. I want to back up a minute to the phrase, I grew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Yeah. That's a good point. No problem, Tiggle. What is your new campaign slogan? Oh, as you know, I have an excellent slogan. I'm going to say it right now. Right now. Are you ready? Ready. Saying two things out loud. <laughs> Saying true things out loud. I think it's an excellent loud. political performance. Yes, because no one does that. So it could be a whole new way of politicalizing the country to say true things out that's, loud, not lying. That's that's a very good point. And I think for the next show, I think you should come up with a rap song. Yes. I wanna, what I, I am really interested in is a heady rap. Yeah. Head day, have, uh, yeah. And I think, Hetty, you could have a look. Pom don't rap, people. <laughs> no. I don't know. If any okay. pom we, could rap, I don't know. put down by a pom. I know. But, you know, it's okay. It's a good pom to be put down by. I'm just saying, if any if any pom could do it, it would be Hetty. It'd be Hetty. Okay, thanks, Hetty. Thanks, Hetty. Yeah, no worries. Goodbye, all. Don't Bye. tune in to Challenge of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> We are at our Tigopedia portion of our show, and we thought it would be a good discussion and question what to do at this time of year with your horse's coat to make them shiny and glossy because, you know, if you're in the Northeast or anywhere North right now, horses are starting to shed their coat. And what are your tricks? What are you, what are your ideas? What do you guys do to make them shinier and keep them looking in top form? Curry comb. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll tell you, 
there's nothing that can replace good old fashioned just grooming, a good elbow it. grease, you know, yep. getting that oil moving out through, you yep. know, curry comb and then good, good brushes. And if you brush, like my horses get brushed every day because they're ridden, but it just really seems to help. What's very fun this time of year is to really see those dapples starting to come out. Mm-hmm. But a good question, and this is interesting. I'll be very curious to see what you guys say about this. This time of year when they're really starting to shed, maybe maybe let's say three weeks from now when they really start to shed, I've had so many people ask me, well, can you clip your horse then? You know, once they're shedding their coat, do you clip your horse then? Controversial. Because- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say if they're Cushing's, yes. Yeah, that's a good point. What about you, Jennifer? Have you ever done it when they're shedding? I have a February 15th or thereabouts limit. Um, mm-hmm. Just because just because their their coat tends to, it just looks ratty if you clip them after they start to shed. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was always the, the reasoning behind not waiting any longer than that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, right around Valentine's Day. If they're not going to, if they're not clipped yet, they're not going to get clipped. Uh, like, Tinker said, though, unless they're one of those horses that doesn't shed out appropriately, then right, then it's a free-for-all. Well, I feel like if you have a horse that you are grooming that's starting to lose their coat versus one that's like a baby that's being pulled in from the field, I am more apt to try to, to groom. I'd rather groom than clip, but if you – I have done both, and I've never had an adverse problem either way. But I always groom, try to get as much hair out before I clip, you know, by giving a bath when we get one of those, you know, rare spring days when it's going to be 70 something and the horse will be okay. Because I've, you know, a lot of times I'm bringing horses in from out of the field that were just getting, you know, started, but nothing replaces good old fashioned elbow grease. Just getting in there, getting fur all on your face. (laughs) Just so irritating. (laughs) But like, you know, but curry comb where you really pull the hair out and then go back over it with brushes that, you know, you flick the dirt off and then pull the hair and just really, you know, really pull down with a coat to get the oil out. Have you guys ever used those good, you know, um, rags? I don't even know what they're called. Rub rags? Rub rag. A good old, good old fashioned rub rag. Oh, yeah. I love those. Like the ones you used to see on the track. Yeah. 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 You you can still get them if you look really hard. The ones that are made of a silk blend. There's actually mm. silk thread in them. They work fabulously. Um, they're funky looking and, and I, I've, I'm convinced that the silk in there is what makes them so amazingly oh, wonderful. Makes sense. Yeah. And cactus cloth. That's hard to find. Cactus cloth is awesome. Oh, that's right. You mentioned cactus cloth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's. Especially for horses who don't like the deep down curry, it's really great for for massaging the skin and getting that fascia softened up and and really getting the circulation coming up to the top. I love the uh, either a, a real cactus cloth, which is hard for some people to find if they don't have a lot of tack shops around, or you can get the the synthetic versions nowadays. They just you can buy these little grooming towels that have a cactus cloth like texture to them. They're really good. I've always been curious with. Many, many horses who are who spend a lot of time on pastures, obviously, through the winter months, not a lot of grazing going on. But once springtime rolls around, the shedding starts and the grazing mm-hmm. starts, are there, is there any advice that, Tigger, that you would have for people to help to make sure the horse's diet stays reasonably balanced? Because as that spring grass comes up, I know it's really tempting to 
Okay, he doesn't want to eat his hay because the spring grass is coming up. But that's a real big change in what, not the, necessarily the amount they're consuming, but the nutrition, nutrition that they're consuming. So any, t- any helpful tips for keeping diets happy and stable through the spring months when they're shedding out a lot? The, the cool thing about fresh grass is that it's loaded with omega-3s. Oh. It's loaded with vitamin K. It's the winter months. If you want a beautiful spring coat, it's the winter months you need to supplement flax or chia or an omega-3 source because they're not really getting it from hay and they're definitely not getting it from fresh grass. Mm. Ah, so the time to start is before the shedding start. So let's say all winter long you were ignoring it all. <laughs> <laughs> Just She's asking for a friend. Yes, yeah. I understand. Is that something? And now, now the spring grass is coming in. Yeah. Um, it, it, it would not hurt to, if, is the coat dry? Possibly. <laughs> okay. Then I would do one or two things. I would add some coconut oil to the feed mm-hmm. and I would definitely add some omega-3, some stabilized flax or whole flaxseed. And really get those omegas going. And if the coat is a little dry, you definitely want more fat. It, a good, you know, a medium chain triglyceride like coconut oil to start working from the inside out. There you go. So elbow grease on the outside. Yep. Good quality omega-3s on the inside. inside. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wraps it up, huh? Yeah. yeah. And I just and I just looked. You actually can get those cactus cloths, cloths on Amazon, and Jeffers Pet for six dollars, and Horse Lovers on five eighty five. So they're they're out there, and you can get them for right around five, maybe six dollars. And awesome. they're they're great, great. Yeah. I have yeah. to go shop right. I know. Now. What, I was say I know what your Christmas present is, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost just under six dollars. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about spirulina. It's a nutrient-dense superfood. It's one of nature's most perfect foods because it's, it's nutrient-dense. Studies conducted by NASA found that one kilogram of spirulina was the nutritional equivalent to 10 kilograms of assorted vegetables. Spirulina has been studied for its beneficial effects on allergies, diabetes, sports performance, and a healthy digestive system. Spirulina was discovered by Spanish conquistadors during their conquests of South America, but this microscopic blue-green algae or cyanobacteria has been on the planet for the past 3.6 billion years. Many indigenous people, including the Aztecs and Mayans, ate spirulina as a regular part of their diet, but it wasn't until NASA chose spirulina to enrich the diets of astronauts in the late 1970s that the superfood gained more worldwide attention. Spirulina and inflammation. The anti-inflammatory and antihistamine properties of spirulina have been well-researched. In one study, levels of inflammatory marking cytokines were measured, and the researchers found that the spirulina significantly reduced interleukin-4 levels by 32%. Spirulina provides gamma-linoleic acid, GLA, which helps regulate the pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory prostaglandins. In an allergic response, the body will increase the pro-inflammatory prostaglandins. 
GLA raises levels of the anti-inflammatory prostaglandins, thus helping to reduce inflammation. Spirulina on the immune system. Researchers in Tokyo found that spirulina significantly inhibited the humoral immune response, cell-mediated immune response reaction, and alpha tumor necrosis factor in mice, Natural Medicine 2008. Other studies have also concluded that spirulina is capable of modulating immune functions. This is particularly important for horses and dogs with allergies whose overactive immune systems release antibodies and trigger inflammation. Spirulina and type 2 diabetes. Animal studies and several human studies showed significantly lower blood sugar levels following spirulina intake. One study in India with 160 male diabetics that were non-insulin dependent concluded that spirulina has hypoglycemic effects, which helps diabetics control blood glucose levels. Another study published in 2001 evaluated the hypoglycemic and hypolipidemic role of spirulina. Quote, the findings suggest the beneficial effect of spirulina supplementation in controlling blood glucose levels and improving the lipid profile of subjects with type 2 diabetes mellitus. Muscle and recovery. Spirulina contains 70% of its weight in amino acids, including the essential amino acids and the branch chain amino acids. Those are the ones that are responsible for muscle building and muscle mass. Because spirulina is an algae, it does not have a cell membrane and is highly digestible. Spirulina ranges from 61 to 83% digestibility, while alfalfa hay, for example, ranges from only 30% to 45% digestibility. Human sports nutrition studies show that spirulina can spare glycogen muscle reserves in the body while reducing oxidative stress. Researchers also found a reduction in muscle damage and inflammation, which may be due to the high levels of antioxidants. A study of runners published in 2010 showed that spirulina induced a significant increase in exercise performance. One reason may be because of the powerful antioxidant superoxide dismutase, also known as SOD. It's provided by spirulina. SOD is the first line of defense in remedying oxidative stress and reducing cellular damage. Adding spirulina to the diet of sport and performance horses can support muscle building, help reduce muscle stress due to exercise-induced inflammation, and may contribute to increased stamina and better performance. Spirulina as a prebiotic. Research has shown that spirulina promotes the growth of various species of beneficial gut bacteria and helps inhibit the growth of harmful pathogenic bacteria. Supporting the microbiome of the GI tract is one of the keys to health in horses. The nutrient powerhouse. Spirulina provides the essential amino acids, vitamins A, E, K, the B complex, including B12, folic acid, and macro and micro minerals, including calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, selenium, manganese, potassium, iron, zinc, sodium, and copper. This super green food also provides carotenoids and bioflavonoids. One bioflavonoid in spirulina is xanthin, which is critical for eye health. It can protect the eyes from UV rays and prevents free radical damage to the retina and lens of the eye. Spirulina contains a variety of polyphenols and phenolic compounds to support additional high antioxidant activity. This blue-green algae is 5 to 7% fat, 
providing an omega-3 to omega-6 ratio of 1 to 1.7. This is important as most commercial feeds have higher omega-6 content than omega-3. Hay is often low in omega-3 fatty acids. Spirulina contains the nucleic acids DNA and RNA that can assist in the repair of damaged genetic material in cells. This may contribute to a slowdown of the aging process. Like fresh grass, spirulina contains food enzymes that begin the process of digestion before the digestive enzymes in the GI tract get to work breaking the food down into particles. Organic or non-organic spirulina. Spirulina certified as organic carries no contamination from pesticides or herbicides and has been grown without chemical fertilizers. If you want to be sure there's no Roundup residue in the spirulina, then buy certified organic. Heavy metals. Algae can absorb heavy metals such as lead, mercury, and arsenic. This is beneficial if the horse or dog or human needs to detoxify from heavy metal exposure, but can be problematic if the spirulina is grown in contaminated water or processed with water that contains high levels of heavy minerals. While heavy mineral content in a spirulina product may not alone cause an issue, additional metal-containing foods the horse or dog consumes may result in cumulative effects. If you have any doubts about the heavy metals in a product containing spirulina, contact the company and ask for a certificate of analysis, which is required of all raw materials. Ancient origins, modern applications, the takeaway on spirulina. The South American indigenous people who originally tapped into spirulina's benefits, the Spanish conquistadors who learned from them, and the NASA astronauts who now take it into space have all known that spirulina is a very highly digestible superfood with incredibly high nutrient content. In our equines, it also supports the GI tract microbiota and the immune system, helps in exercise performance recovery, and may also be helpful for metabolic courses by supporting lower blood sugar and increasing fat metabolism. All these benefits make spirulina a food well worth the attention it gets to this day. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So now we're at Coffee Clatch. And I thought it would be fun to ask the question, if your horse watched TV, what would be his or her favorite show? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I know. So I was thinking about my own Lionheart, and I was running through a list of shows, and I went, you know, he wouldn't like the news, and he wouldn't like, you know, the sci-fi or FX channel, because he would find that scary, and we know he, you know, he's... He's, you know, easily intimidated. 
And I ultimately rested on the fact that he wouldn't care about a reality TV show, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the housewives of, you know, Wellington, um, that wouldn't turn him on. But I, I know without a doubt the food channel would be his thing. Anything that has to do with food, he's on it. So that would be his favorite channel. Okay. (laughs) That is funny. Patty? Well, um, I can't think. Okay, so I have a young Dutch um, boy that's about 17 one. And he looks like a praying mantis at the moment or a billboard. You take your pick. Any given part of the, you know, week, it changes. And he's really quite goofy and he's goofy. He, <laughs> Hannah has all, uh, always wanted to call him Melman from the movie Madagascar. <laughs> and I am just telling you, he's like an Adam Sandler type. Like I kept, he would love, <clears throat> everyone loves, loves Raymond. He would love to watch like Madagascar because he's just sort of like, I don't think he's a woe is me. No, he's not a hypochondriac, but he just looks that part and he has that kind of sense of humor. So anything along that type of thing, I think that he would like to remember he's a baby. He's very much a baby. Like, but today it was so funny. I was walking him out and I said to somebody, you know, I've always wanted to know what it was like to be right next to a giraffe. And the girl looks at me and goes, there you go. Melman, there he is. So I'm going to, I'm going to say like a movie, Madagascar one, two, or I think there may be a three, who knows, but anything like, you know, with Adam Sandler, like any, you know, everybody loves Raymond. I think that's what he would like, but I will tell you, I think he'd like, Adam Anything. Sandler is in Everybody Loves Raymond. Isn't that Adam, Adam Sandler? No, that's not Adam Sandler. Sorry, I was thinking of the other guy. I don't know what I was thinking about. I was thinking every. Sorry, I that's totally Ray Romano, redirect. Isn't it? Ray Romano, yeah. right? But he's. Um, but isn't he in Madagascar too? No, as well. No, maybe not. But yeah, but I think that um, he also would enjoy watching food commercials. <laughs> not necessarily because <laughs> he does like to eat, like any McDonald's commercial. Yeah, I have like to he, say that. Lion would not want to watch Iron Chef or anything with violence with knives. That would not make it very happy. <laughs> right. Okay. He's more of a guy, go, guys, grocery games kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kent just wants to, to go through a drive-thru and get the food. You know, he's like Ray. He doesn't like, want to know how it's been enough. prepared or just, yeah. just yeah, give me No, no, no. He just needs to put it in his belly. Yeah. And that's, he's a little bit like Ray right now. It's sort of like, I'm so glad we had dinner. What's the next dinner? <laughs> that kind of a thing. <laughs> how about you, Jennifer? Well, uh, Nigel, his, his, his uh, network of choice would be TV land. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's adorable. There is there is zero amount of thought required. It doesn't make you question your life. It's just there. You can eat cheese puffs and you feel okay about yourself. Yeah, I TV love, Land. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, TV Land. I used to always say to Peter, you know, if we were living somewhere, the only thing I care about is that we have TV Land. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm there with Nigel. I get it. Totally get it. Well, if you can think of a show that your horse probably would like to watch on TV, let us know on HealthyCrittersRadio.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at BiostarUS.com. 
Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 